presented by Google. Hey, good morning. I'm Playbook co-author Eugene Daniels. It's Tuesday, the 12th of December. Here's what's driving the day. First is Ukrainian President Zelensky being in D.C. today. He is going to be meeting with President Biden. He's also going to be on the Hill. He's going to speak with and meet with Speaker of the House Johnson and others. White House aides think this visit would basically pressure folks on the Hill to get something done on this deal. I will say there's also a lot of reality here that it seems more likely that the House will be leaving on Thursday, as they are scheduled to do, without a bill that ties Ukraine aid, Israel aid, and immigration. So it seems unlikely that that bill would happen this year. Special Counsel Jack Smith, the man who is investigating Donald Trump's bid to subvert the 2020 election and the charges related to that, is urgently asking the Supreme Court to resolve the claim that Trump is immune from prosecution. The special counsel's biggest concern is that this Trump trial could be indefinitely delayed if the Supreme Court does not act on this issue of it. And joining me now to discuss what we saw yesterday from special counsel Jack Smith is legal reporter Kyle Cheney. Kyle, good to see you again, my friend. It is good to be with you as always, Eugene. (laughs) Kind of a flurry of activity in this space, right? Did you expect the Supreme Court to take this up that quick? And, And, you know, Get into it for the people, what exactly they took up, because it's very specific. Sure. So, look, we've long expected that Donald Trump's first criminal trial, whether it was in Florida or D.C., although, of course, D.C. is at the front of the line here, was going to end up at the Supreme Court. The only question was when and what what was going to force the issue. And now we have it. And this is at the heart of this is Donald Trump's argument that he should be immune from prosecution for the you know, the charges related to the 2020 election because he was president at the time and everything was connected to his job. And the trial judge, Tanya Chutkin, rejected that argument, said not, not a chance, and said the trial can go forward. And Trump appealed that. And that was supposed to go up to the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals. That's the normal process. And that would be the step before the Supreme Court. But what Jack Smith has now done is said, I want to skip that step altogether. I want to go straight to the Supreme Court now because we know it's going to get there anyway. And we want this trial to go forward as urgently as possible. So we're asking them, the Supreme Court, to step in, cut in line, essentially, and decide this extremely important issue that will hold up the entire trial if it's not resolved. And he wants them to do it in the current term of the Supreme Court, which is in the next few months, essentially, as opposed to waiting for the normal speed of these things, which can take many, many more months. Now, there's a saying around the Supreme Court that only a fool would try and predict what the Supreme Court is going to do on any given issue. So I'm going to ask you to act a fool today. (laughs) And you don't have to do any predictions. But what do we know about this court that will kind of tell us what could happen here? Well, I think that whoever gave you that advice was correct, but but I also... Uh, <laughs> I think it was Josh Gerson. It probably was, <laughs> and he'll probably call me a fool for saying it. But I, I think, look, to, to grant cert, essentially, for the court to take up a case requires four of the justices to sign on and say, we believe this should be considered by the full court. I think that's not out of the question here. Look, this is an extraordinarily weighty and important issue, and, and 
the court agreeing to take it up doesn't really tell us how they'll rule on it, but I do think they're likely to say this is going to be something that requires our intervention and our us putting our final stamp on it. And what the special counsel said was, look, this happened in Nixon when, they, when there were questions about the Watergate scandal and, and bringing that to trial. The, the court did expedite and move fast on some key decisions to get that case moving quickly. So this is as important, if not more important, than that entire prosecution. And so the court should do the same here. Yeah, just cut out the middle men and women of the court <laughs> before it gets to them. Were you surprised that Jack Smith did this? You know, he's been doing this for a long time. He's been investigating Donald Trump for a long time. He seems to clearly be a little bit aggressive in the way that he is operating here. For obvious reasons, we have an election coming and <laughs> Donald Trump is basically saying, if I become president, all this crap is gone. So I guess, are you surprised by him making this move? No, for for the reasons you just described, I'm I'm not surprised that that Jack Smith went this route. But I think what it, what is reflected in the filing is a recognition that if we don't move this case forward now at its current or some something close to its current schedule, Donald Trump may never see the inside of a criminal courtroom again beyond his arraignments. You know, the, this trial, the D.C. trial, a is the weightiest of all of them in terms of the, what he's charged with, but b is the only one that seems to be on track to happen in 2024 at all. As you noted, you know, if he becomes president again, the two federal trials will almost certainly go away. And his team is already arguing that he can't be put on trial at the state level in Georgia and New York till he's out of office, which is 2029, if the charges are even still valid or active by then. So what happens with this D.C. trial, what happens with this specific Supreme Court issue in the D.C. trial could determine whether Trump ever faces uh, a criminal trial at all. Yeah, so some very high stakes. Last question for you here. Also Monday, you and our colleague Josh Gerstein wrote that Smith had extracted data from the cell phone Trump was using while in the White House and is planning to present that evidence to the D.C. jury. Talk to the people about this because this feels like a, a big update here. Yeah, I actually think it's probably bigger than we even appreciate right now. We don't have a lot of details. It was a kind of buried in a filing about the expert testimony Jack Smith wants to bring up at trial. We knew, look, it was a huge deal when we found out that Smith got a search warrant for Donald Trump's Twitter account, because that was, you know, probably the most important communications device in the world when Donald Trump was president. Um, and Smith got a, got a look under the hood at everything in that account. Trump's DMs, who, you know, all the, the backs, the, the back end analytics of all that. And, and what that could tell him, and the reason he wanted that, for many reasons, I'm sure, but, um, would also tell you who was using what device and when on January 6th, for example, when Donald Trump was tweeting attacks on Mike Pence. You know, there's a chance that he didn't write that tweet. Maybe they didn't even have his permission to do it. You know, it seems unlikely, but he needs to prove that at trial. And so just getting the Twitter account stuff was huge. Getting Trump's White House phone that he used would help piece together that full puzzle of, you know, and what they said in the filing was the expert that they're going to call actually did the extraction of data from Trump's White House phone and can tell you where he was in the building at the time he sent a particular tweet, when the Twitter app was open on the day of January 6th. And, and what others have pointed out is that we know that Donald Trump made a whole bunch of phone calls on January 6th and even the days before, but during the riot, calling different senators. Sometimes he used his own phone. Sometimes he used other people's phones. Sometimes he used the White House official switchboard. And I think there may be a larger story to tell about which phones he was using when that, that Jack Smith can probably piece together having that data extracted from the phone. 
Yeah. Lots and lots coming. So we are going to let you go and, and deal with all that. And I'm sure we will have you on again soon as this all continues to, to play out. Kyle, thank you so much. Great to be with you. And for your schedule today, the Senate and the House are in and working. And President Biden will be attending a campaign reception in the district before hosting that meeting with the Ukrainian president in the afternoon. Later in the day, he will be participating in a press conference with Zelensky. So our colleagues in the White House press corps will be able to talk to the two presidents about not just what they spoke about, but also the kind of meetings that Zelensky had and will be having while he's here. I'm Eugene Daniels. Thanks for listening.